Father, we thank you once again today for this privilege to share your word. Lord, I ask that in the name of Jesus, as we study your word, especially with what is trending in most Christian life today, in their marriage, we ask, O oh God, that you make her hearts ready so that your word will be spoken, your word will be ministered to, and there will be transformation in our marriages in the name of Jesus. Breathe upon uh, these words in our hearts in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. I want to welcome you once again. It's Bible study time. Uh, what we, I will give it another name so that it, it can be simplified. Bible blunts. Meaning, we say it the way the Bible say, says it. And this month, we have been dealing with the subject of marriage. Not ordinary marriage, Christian marriage. We talked about what marriage is according to Bible. We talked about commandments of marriage. So today, quickly, uh, I want to speak about uh, lies that destroys marriage. You know, many people today, when they talk about marriage, they mix tradition with marriage. They mix um, uh, from the pit of hell. The lies are been told to them from the pit of hell what marriage is not. You know, now, imagine this. Imagine meeting with an engaged couple a few weeks ago before, uh, before they are married. Now, with excitement, they, they described how they met, how the relationship developed. The husband to be proudly described, described how he sets up a perfect romantic event. So he could you no know, propose, pop the big question, will you marry me? Then they surprised me by saying, we want to get married and have some children. At first, we will feel a lot of love for each other. Then we'll start arguing and eating each other and in the, end, the next few years we get divorced now that got to me that shocked me now who would enter marriage intending to get a divorce and yet divorce is occurring at alarming rates a large sum uh, large number of people around the world have been hurt deeply by the us. They have been hurt deeply. They have been divorced themselves, or they felt the pain of a parent or relative divorcing. So as common as divorce is, I'm convinced that most of them could be avoided. I say it again. As common as divorce is for every child of God out there, I'm convinced that most of this issue with divorce can be avoided. So I want to quickly share about lies. Lies that have been told that destroys marriage. Number one, in no particular order, number one is my happiness is the most important thing about marriage. Now as a pastor, I can tell you how many people have justify breaking up their marriage by saying I have to do this God just wants me to be happy now I don't know where they are getting their basis their truth from but I can assure you it's not from God 
because according to God's word, a spouse's individual happiness is not the purpose for marriage. Let me say it again. A spouse's individual happiness is not the purpose for marriage. The the Bible says in uh, Colossians 3 verse 17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do for the glory of God. Do for the glory of God. So why all part of Christian are to glorify God? Mankind was made in God's very image. So true marriage, husbands and wives are to reflect his character. And children will reflect his character all the way to the end of time. So every marriage knows, you know, every marriage knows unhappiness. I don't know, you know, people keep, I don't know where they got it from that everything will be fine and daddy all through the day. And as a matter of fact, I can't tell people any marriage that you don't have quarrels, you don't have challenges, you don't have problems, you don't have issues, that that marriage is not a marriage. Every one of those is just pretending. That marriage is a, is a contract, contract marriage, which is not biblical. So every marriage knows conflicts. Every marriage knows unhappiness. Every marriage knows difficulty. But everyone can be joyful in their marriage by focusing on God's purpose and His glory instead of individual happiness. So there is, it's a lie from the pit of hell that my, my happiness is the most important thing about my marriage. You as a child of God, Whoever told you that lie, that your happiness is the most important thing about your marriage, that's a lie. Do not forget before you stole me. This is Bible blunt. And we are teaching the subject lies that destroys marriage. And the number one is my marriage is the most important thing about, about my marriage. My happiness is the most important thing, which is a lie. Lie number two, if I don't love my spouse any longer, I should get a divorce. Now, understand, people that have, uh, have been following my podcast, following my uh, teachings, according to the Bible, because I'm a child of God before I became a pastor, before I became a counselor, they know I will always say, love is the basis to every relationship that leads to marriage. But love is not enough because love can sour. Love can grow also. Just a deliberate act from each partner to invest, to grow the love. So it is tragedy to lose love in marriage. But the laws of woman love can teach us to assess a deeper love. The very love of God himself, the love is patient and kind. It never fails. Find time to read the whole of 1 Corinthians 13. It even cares for its enemy. When human love dies in a marriage, a couple can enter into one of the most exciting adventures they will ever have, learning how to love each other with God's love. Do not forget Romans chapter 5 verse 5 tells us that this very love has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So it's a lie from the pit of hell to say, if I don't love my spouse any longer, I should get a divorce. Listen, there's a point that you'll get to. you ask yourself. One of the things, by the grace of God, from April, I want to start like seven days program that will be teaching. I have a, the theme is the madness. Now, it's about people who enter, enter marriage and then with expectation 
expectation of having enjoyable sex with their partner, expectation of having children, expectation of having money, expectation of having uh, uh, comfort, expectation of not falling sick and the rest of those things, having a wonderful family and then those expectations doesn't get to see the light of the day. And then certain things are happening. I call it the madness. People who started, you know, Christians, between husband and wife, they start misbehaving towards each other. Those that say they love, they love themselves before, the love gets soured because of certain expectations are not met. So, from um, April, just seven days, I will trust my husband to talk about that, share on that, and open your eyes to the way out of the madness. So, it's a lie. From the pit of hell to say if you don't love your partner again, you get a divorce. God did not say that. That's why I said, go and read 1 Corinthians 13. It will tell you again, remind you again what love is, what the kind of love that we are expected to express as children of God. Don't forget what I'm talking about today in Bible Blunt today is lies that destroys marriage. One, one is my happiness is the most important thing about my marriage, which means individual. You as a man, your happiness. You as a woman, your happiness. And that is not the way God says we should uh, feel or do. Number two, if I don't love my spouse any longer, I should get a divorce. Lies. God did not say that. Number three, my private immorality does not affect my marriage. Now this is heavy because a lot of people think I can view pornography in my privacy of my home. It's just me. I'm a magazine or computer. It doesn't affect my marriage. Now, it's not about pornography alone. It's about every other immoral act. In as much that you are doing it alone, oneness in marriage is hijacked by sexual immorality. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6.15, Do you know that your body are members of Christ? Shall I then take away the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Now, in this 21st century, there are many ways to join yourself with a prostitute physically through the pages of magazines, on a computer video screen, etc. Paul wrote and advice is the same, th same thing or the same thing that we do today as it was thousand years ago. Flee immorality. Flee. If you take your emotions and sexual energy and spend it on someone else, there will be nothing left for your spouse. So those who continually view pornography or engage in sexual fantasy are isolating themselves. Flee. So it's a lie from the priest of hell to say my private immorality does not affect my marriage. There should be oneness in your marriage. Two of you flee immorality. Number four, lie number four, my sin or my spouse sin is bad. It's so bad that I need to get a divorce. My sin or my spouse sin is so bad that I need to get a divorce. Do not forget what I'm sharing with us. I treating the topic of marriage. And today I'm sharing concerning lies that destroys a marriage. Now, the truth is God can fix our failure. As a matter of fact, any failure 
the Bible says to forgive one another just as God in Christ has forgiven us. Colossians 3 verse 13. But you ask, doesn't Matthew 19 9 says that God allows divorce in the case of sexual immorality? Yes. I believe that it does. But when there is an extended period of unrepentance, yet nowhere in that passage does God demand divorce. Let me say it again. Matthew 19 says that God allows divorce in the case of sexual immorality. God allows. But there's nowhere in the Bible that God demands divorce based on sexual um, immorality. Meaning God did not say if someone does this, that is what you don't know. When there is sexual sin, we should seek to redeem the marriage and so illustrate the unfathomable forgiveness of God. Remember the story of that uh, of Mary when they came to accuse her. Remember what Jesus Christ talks about forgiveness. How many times should you need to forgive? And some of the greatest life messages I know are the marriages of people who have repented from sexual sins and spouses who have forgiven them. Their lives today are living testimonies. Testimonies to the truth found in Joel 2.25. I will make up to you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten. So it's a lie from the pit of hell to say my sin or my spouse's sin is so bad that I need to get a divorce. It's a lie. Do not forget, I'm talking about today, lies that destroys a marriage. Lie number five, I married the wrong person. Whoa, this, this, many, many, many people have told me, for example, that they are free to divorce because they married an unbeliever. That they married, sometimes some people get to the extent of saying, after a long time they spent together, that their wife now or their husband now is a witch or a wizard. I thought he or she would become a Christian. Something like that. But that didn't happen. So we need to get a divorce. They recall that they knew it was a mistake, but they married anyway. Meaning they know I am married an unbeliever. I'm marrying an unbeliever, yet they still marry the person. Open, no, open it will work out. Others claim that they have married someone who wasn't a good match. Now I'm talking about Christians coming with these lies. Someone who wasn't a true soulmate. A wrong start in marriage does not justify another wrong step. A wrong start. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good. Now, I'm sure you know the, the, the popular scripture in Romans 8 verse 28. To those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. God makes all things work together for good. Now, God tells us not to be poured into the world's mold. Instead, we are to be transformed. 
I'm reading um, Romans 12, 1 to 2. Transform and to begin in our minds by doing this. God will give us exactly what we need for our lives. God will for God God's will for us is good, acceptable, and perfect. I'm reading the amplified version of Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. So here's the key for those who are now married. The Bible clearly says, do not divorce, with the exception for extended or repentant sexual immorality. God can take even the worst things of life and walk them together for good if we will we'll trust him. You know, time will not permit me to share a testimony of a woman who married an unbeliever. But today, the man is serving God even more than the man, the woman. So, the line number five is, I married the wrong person. Number six, my spouse and I are incompatible. They never knew this from the beginning. But all of a sudden, the, the lie came in and they believed the lie that they and their spouse, they are not compatible. I don't know a lot of husbands and wives who are truly compatible when they get married. I can tell you about my own. Oh, at, at the first year, it was like honeymoon, second year, and before you know it, things began to happen. We began to wonder what's happening. So nobody, I've never seen husband and wife who are truly compatible when they get married. In marriage, God joins together two flawed people. So if I would respond correctly to my spouse weekend, then God can teach me forgiveness, grace, unconditional love, mercy, humility and brokenness. The life of a person who believes in Jesus Christ is developed by responses responses to not only happy things but also to difficulties and those very difficulties include weaknesses so it is important to understand that is why we are told in Colossians 3 verse 12 to 13 to put on a heart of compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Understand my spouse weakness are not hindrance. Instead, they are the doorway to spiritual growth. This is a liberating truth. Now do not forget what I'm sharing with you is lies that destroys marriage. Join me, me again next week. Let me quickly run through it. One, that in my one, my happiness is the most important thing about my marriage as a life from the pit of hell. Number two, if I don't love my spouse any longer, I should get a divorce. That's a, that's a lie also. Number three, my private immorality does not affect my marriage. It's a lie. Because a lot of people think, you know, you can watch pornography in the privacy of your home. And just you, magazine and computer, it doesn't affect your marriage. That's a lie also. Number four, my sin or my spouse's sin is so bad that I need to get a divorce. That's a lie. Do not forget in Colossians 3, verse 13, that I said before, 
the truth is God can fix our marriage, can fix any failure. Bible says to forgive one another just as God in Christ has forgiven us. Number five, I married the wrong person. Number six, with the last one I shared, my spouse and I are incompatible. Please join me again next week. Um, by next week, when I start, I will respond to your questions. Do not forget, we have various uh, programs that is coming up. Join them. I'm sure you see on the screen or on the caller. Um, our numbers can call for prayers. Numbers can call to speak to a counselor. Um, if you have anything to say, comment. Your comment, I will respond to it before I start the next class. God bless you. Shalom.